0: Welcome today to the Carter Report and thank you so much for joining us right here in the old city of Jerusalem, a city that is sacred to the world's three great religions, sacred to the Jews, the Muslims and the Christians. Now today I'm going to show you some of the amazing prophecies of the Bible about the ancient city of Jerusalem. Right now, I want you to come with me downtown Los Angeles to the beautiful Shrine Auditorium for amazing discoveries. Welcome today to the Carter Report. Prophecy. It's used to peer into the future, but it must be learned from the past. The Carter Report presents Focus on Prophecy. From the Shrine Auditorium in downtown Los Angeles, John Carter unravels the mysteries of Bible prophets and brings modern meaning to this ancient book. And now, John Carter. Whether you're a Muslim or a Christian or a Jew tonight, this has got a message for you and I want you to hear it because this is going to tell you that there's a God in heaven. Jesus said, and Jesus said this in uh, about 30 AD and this was still 36 years to come, Jesus said, you're going to see Jerusalem surrounded by the armies. Jesus said, the Roman armies are going to come about Jerusalem. Now, when this happened in 66 AD, the Jewish people were celebrating the great feast of the Passover and the place was absolutely packed out with pilgrims. Josephus says there were more than a million Jews in Jerusalem in 66 AD. That's a tremendous number of people. Maybe he was exaggerating, I don't know. But there were a, a tremendous lot of people in Jerusalem in 66 AD. Jesus said the place is going to be destroyed. Jesus said the stones are going to be torn down. Jesus said the whole place is going to be raised to the ground. Now Jesus was talking about the future. And then Jesus said, when this happens, when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, Jesus said, let those in the midst of her depart from the city of Jerusalem. How crazy. That's like saying, when the hotel is on fire, jump out the window. Jesus said, when the city is surrounded by the armies, Jesus said, flee, get out of the midst of Jerusalem. Listen. How on earth could a person get out of the midst of Jerusalem when the city is surrounded by the armies of the great power of Rome? You tell me. It's absolutely impossible. The Romans put together the best armies in the world. And when the Roman armies came around Jerusalem, my friend, nobody came in and nobody came out. But Jesus said, when you see the city surrounded by the Roman armies, Jesus said, then flee to the mountains. How could you do it? Now I want to tell you folks something. In the city of Jerusalem in 66 AD there were a large number of people, Jewish people, who believed the words of Jesus because as you all know Jesus was a Jew and they believed that Jesus was the Messiah and they had these words of Jesus. And when the Roman armies came up about Jerusalem they said this is the sign to flee but they couldn't flee. And then... For some strange, inexplicable reason, Cestius Gallus retreated and he went down the Beth Horan road to the coast. There was no reason for him to raise the siege because he was winning the battle. And he'd already got Jerusalem in his grasp. And then for some strange reason, Dr. Siegfried Horn said to me, he said, I've got no reason. Nobody knows why he left. But he went down the Beth Horon Road to the coast. And the Jews, who are tremendous fighters, they came out of the city like wild hornets and they attacked the Romans. And in one day in the Beth Horan Passes, they killed 6,000 Roman soldiers. And then they came back to the city and they struck a coin that said, in our first year of liberty, but the people who believed the words of Jesus were not going to be taken in and they left the city. Exactly as Jesus said, Jesus said when you see the soldiers around Jerusalem then he said go to the mountains and they went to a little town by the name of Pella and a little while later the Romans came back under Vespasian and then Vespasian became the emperor of Rome and he gave the army over to his son Titus. And you know what Titus did? I've studied this. I've seen the ruins of it. I've seen the remains of the Roman camps. Rome, uh, Rome, in 70 A.D. under Titus, built a wall around Jerusalem. He built a wall around Jerusalem, and then the siege commenced. And by the end of that year, the people inside the city—God have mercy on them—were starving to death. If you waited until then, it was too late. And when the Romans finally broke through the walls, they got into the temple. Now, I'm going to tell you something else tonight, and I'm going to show you the passage. 600 years before Christ. Now, listen to me. This is important. 600 years before Christ, the Jewish prophet Daniel, who was the star of the program last night, The Jewish prophet Daniel said, The people of the prince who will come will destroy the city and the sanctuary. The prophet Daniel, two and a half thousand years ago, said the people of the prince who will come will destroy the city and the sanctuary. It doesn't say the prince will destroy the sanctuary. It says the people of the prince. You know what happened? The Roman soldiers got into the temple into this magnificent temple, one of the great wonders of the world. And they knew inside the temple it was filled with gold. And one of the Roman soldiers picked up a flaming torch and he he ran in and he threw the torch into the temple. And all of a sudden there was a great fire. And when Titus heard the story, you know what Titus did? Titus, the commanding general... He came running down and he said to the Roman soldiers, put out the fire. He said, this is one of the holy places. He said, Jerusalem can burn, Jerusalem can burn. We're going to wipe out the Jews, but the temple is going to last. Do not touch the temple, spare the temple. But the Roman soldiers went crazy. And even Titus could not stop the soldiers and soon the fire went up and the temple came crashing down and and the stones burst in pieces. The prince tried to save the temple but one greater than that prince had said 2,500 years ago, the people of the prince shall destroy the city in the sanctuary and nothing could stop it and the word of God was fulfilled. But I want to tell you folks something tonight. Not one person in Jerusalem who had believed the words of Jesus was destroyed in 70 AD because they had obeyed those words you have seen tonight and they had fled to the little city of Pella. and when Jerusalem was burning, they were safe. I want to tell you folks something tonight. I am convinced. I believe this book I believe it is the word of God. I believe in the prophecies. I believe it because mine eyes have seen the glory. I have seen the evidence. I am forced to believe. I want to tell you today, I want to look you in the eyes. We live today in an, in an age of superficial thinking. We live, even though this is the age of knowledge, it is the age of ignorance. And I want to tell you folks something tonight. If people only had the knowledge that you had tonight, and if they saw that, they would be forced to believe that there is a God in heaven, and that this book is more than an ordinary book. This is the very Word of the living God, and that there's a God in heaven, and He speaks and when he speaks, what he says comes to pass. The great Jewish temple was destroyed by the Romans in 70 AD. The general was a man by the name of Titus, and when he saw the splendor of the Jewish temple, he did everything he could to save the temple. He did not want to see it go up in in flames. But when the Roman soldiers saw the gold inside this magnificent structure they became filled with lust and they wanted more than anything else to get their hands on the gold. And one Roman soldier picked up a flaming torch and he flung it through one of the windows of the temple. And all of a sudden the whole thing was on fire. Titus rushed down and he said to his soldiers, put out the fire, put out the fire, put out the fire. But they would not listen to their commanding general. Would you like to know why? Six hundred years before that occasion, the Jewish prophet Daniel, in exile in old Babylon, wrote these words, The people of the prince who shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. It was not the prince who destroyed the city. It was not the prince who destroyed the sanctuary. It was the people of the prince, the Roman soldiers. Listen friend, every word of the prophecy came to pass. This is John Carter reporting from the Jewish temple what is left of the temple from the desolation of the temple in old Jerusalem. You can believe in the Word of God. Now listen, That's one prophecy. That prophecy came to pass. I challenge any man to contradict the truth that I've told you tonight. It is the truth. But I'm going to show you something even more amazing. The Jewish people, that wonderful race, God's chosen people, whom I love, had in their possession an amazing prophecy about the coming of the Prince of Peace. Did you know, my Jewish friend, my Muslim friend, my Christian friend, my atheistic friend, did you know that there is a prophecy written in the book you're holding in your hands that tells the very year when the Messiah would come? Did you know that? It is written there, and I'm going to show it to you the most amazing now this prophecy of the overthrow of Jerusalem that's an amazing prophecy the prophecy that said that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem that's an amazing prophecy all these prophecies are amazing the prophecy the great metal man last night that's an amazing prophecy but the prophecy I'm going to show you now is even more amazing turn with me to the old testament jewish book of Daniel back to the book of Daniel Page 775. Now we're going to show you some strong material. Page 775. Oh, I I get so excited. I can hardly control myself. Uh, Daniel chapter 9, verse 25. Page 775. You ready for this? Hey, are you ready? Okay. Verse 25. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince, there shall be seven weeks and sixty-two weeks. Now before we tell you what that means, I want to give you a little history. The city of Jerusalem has been overthrown many times, okay? city of Jerusalem has been overthrown many times. About 600 years before Christ, it was overthrown by the Babylonians. It was desolate for about 70 years. And then there came a Persian king whose name was Artaxerxes Longimanus. Say it with me. Artaxerxes Longimanus. Come on, folks. Say it with me. Artaxerxes Longimanus. You think that's hard to say? It's an easy word. Artaxerxes Longimanus. So, Babylon was overthrown, the city of Jerusalem was overthrown by the Babylonians. And then there came a king, a Persian king, by the name of Artaxerxes. Who? Artaxerxes Longimanus. And in the year 455 BC, now I'm going to come over here and I'll put it up on the top of the blackboard and I, I hope you folks can see it. Can you folks see me over here? Okay. In the year 457 B.C., he made a decree. It was a decree that the whole city of Jerusalem and the temple that had been destroyed by the Babylonians, that it ought to be restored. Now, when was that date? 457 B.C. Is that plain to you? Come back and read this passage. This passage was written by Daniel about 550 years before Christ, let me say it again, the book you're reading there, that book of Daniel, goes back hundreds of years before Christ, okay, that book was found in the Dead Sea Scrolls, it is a very, very, very old piece of literature, am I coming across, do you understand what I'm saying, okay, here is a book written 500 years before Christ, Daniel chapter 9, Verse 25, Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and to build Jerusalem, that's 457 B.C., until Messiah the Prince. Now that's a pretty plain statement because my wonderful Jewish friends are looking to the coming of Messiah the Prince. Uh, Everybody believes, every religious person believes in the coming of the great Prince of Peace. And this verse is describing the coming of the Prince of Peace. And I want to tell you, it doesn't matter what religion you are, you'll never really have peace until you get to know the Prince of Peace. And here is a verse that talks about the coming of the Prince of Peace. Now look at this. Oh, man alive. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and to build Jerusalem, 457, until Messiah the Prince said with me, there shall be seven weeks. And 62 weeks. And that makes a total of 69 weeks. Let me come over here to the blackboard. The prophet Daniel said there would be 69 weeks until Messiah came. You hear that? And he said, There's going to be a decree. Now that decree hadn't gone forth in his day, it was still in the future, four, five, seven BC, still a hundred years to come. Well, Daniel said, There's going to be a decree. Jerusalem's going to be rebuilt. And he said, From that decree is sixty-nine weeks, and if you bring that to days, multiply by seven, now maths have never been my strong point. But this works out to 483 days. Now listen to me, please. You're a great audience. Now just listen. Hang your ears out. Listen. The decree to restore and to build Jerusalem was 457 BC by who? Artaxerxes Longimanus. Okay. And the prophet, 600 years before Jesus Christ, said there are going to be 483 days. Now listen to me. The Jewish prophets in the days of Daniel believed that when the prophecies were given in this super symbolic sense they believed that a day represented one year that is the key and i can give you evidence after evidence from the jewish writings like ezekiel 46 and numbers 1434 and i can give you other passages the jewish people back in the days of the bible Believe that these days of the prophets were years. And so the 483 days equal 483 years. And so if you add 483 years onto 457 BC, it brings you through to the year. 27 A.D. This man, Daniel, who predicted the overthrow of the temple, said that Messiah the Prince, the Prince of Peace, the great Messiah, the great King of Kings and Lord of Lords, would appear in this world in 27 A.D. And the question is, did he? If he did, I'm looking you in the eye tonight. If he did, here is the greatest evidence for any Christian, Jew, or Muslim, or atheist that God has spoken and God has visited this planet. Now listen, don't clap yet. I haven't given you anything yet. I'm going to give you the evidence. And I'm going to take you now to the writings of a doctor. Dr. Luke, a physician. And he was not a Jew, he was a Gentile. And he wrote down an independent record that became a part of what we call today the New Testament. I want you to turn now to his record, the record of Dr. Luke and i want you to come to uh, luke chapter 3 matthew mark luke and i'll give you the page number if you need it it is page let me see oh i haven't got the page number here luke chapter 3 who's got the it's verse 21 to 23 what is it 888 uh, luke chapter 3 Now this is an independent report by a doctor, a physician, who lived in the days of the New Testament. And he writes about the coming of Jesus Christ. Now notice what he says. Luke chapter 3 and verse 21. Now when all the people were baptised... It came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was open, and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. And then Jesus Christ, or Jesus, who was a Jew, from that moment onwards started to preach. And Jesus went around all Israel, and Jesus went around preaching at the from the time of his baptism onwards. Now, when did this take place? This is the question. Look at Luke chapter 3 and verse 1. Here we have an independent chronological source. Luke chapter 3 and verse 1. You got this? Luke chapter 3 and verse 1. It says, Now in the fifteenth year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea, Herod being tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip tetrarch of Iturea in the region of Trachonitis, and Lysanias tetrarch of Abilene, Annas and Caiaphas being high priests. The word of God came to John, the son of Zachariah in the wilderness. But it says, this happened in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar. Listen to me. I turn to the historian. And I say to them, the Bible says 600 years before Christ that Jesus would appear, or oh, the Christ, that's more accurate, the Christ would appear in 27 AD, 483 years, 483 years after 27, after 457 BC. I take 457 B.C., the decree to build Jerusalem at 483 years. I come through to 27 A.D. That's when Daniel said the Christ would appear. And I turn to the writings of Dr. Luke in chapter 3, and he says that Jesus started to preach and to heal and to teach. And I turn and I say, Luke, Dr. Luke, when did this happen? And he says, the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar. And I turn to the historian and I say, tell me, according to the Jewish method of reckoning, when was the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar? And the Jewish historian thunders back and he tells me, the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar was 27 AD. 27 AD, the prophet said 600 years before Christ, Messiah would come in 27 AD. History tells me that Jesus Christ appeared, the Jewish Jesus appeared in Israel as the Messiah according to the word of God in 27 AD. Listen to me. I meet people who say to me, This Jesus was just a carpenter. I want to tell you, He was more than a carpenter. This Jesus was the Son of God come down to this earth. And it is written in the Jewish Bible. It is written in the Christian Bible. And if you want to have peace, there's only one way to have peace. If If they want to have peace in the Middle East, you know what they've got to do? It's like when Jesus was out on the lake there and there was that big storm and it looked like the little boat was going to go down. You know what they did? They asked Jesus to come and get in the boat with them. When Jesus got in the boat with them, the storm just died out and there was peace. We can have peace in our streets, peace in our homes, peace in our hearts, peace in our marriages, peace in our schools when we take the Prince of Peace into the boat with us. That's how we get peace. One day, Jesus was here with his disciples on the Mount of Olives. And they were looking down the valley. And as they looked down the valley, of course, they saw the magnificent Jewish temple. Now today, the ruins of that temple are there. And built on the ruins of that temple, you have the great mosque, the great Muslim mosque, the Dome of the Rock. And as they were sitting here, Jesus said, you see that great temple? I tell you the truth, it's going to be completely destroyed. That prophecy came to pass, there is no doubt about it. It was fulfilled in 70 A.D. when the Romans destroyed the Jewish temple. But listen, friend, that was only the first part of the prophecy. Because when Jesus was here on the Mount of Olives, He also spoke about His own personal return. Jesus said, I'm going to come back again. And then Jesus started to give certain signs. Jesus said, there's going to be this sign, and there's going to be that sign, and Jesus spoke about the signs of His return. Listen to me. Those signs are being fulfilled in our own day and our own age. The, the temple was destroyed according to Bible prophecy, and because Bible prophecy is absolutely certain, we can believe that the second part of the prophecy that concerns the return of Jesus Christ is also going to be fulfilled.